0: Strategy. Design. Marketing. UX. Digital.
1: Development.
0: This is Agencies That Build. This show is dedicated to leaders and teams that design and deploy in the digital world. My name is Jesse, and I'm a marketer and an agency owner.
1: And I'm Varun. I'm not a marketer, but a coder
0: and an agency partner. This show is sponsored by Together We Ship.
1: On a mission to help agencies grow.
0: All right, rock on. Here we are. Varun, my friend. How are you?
1: (laughs) I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm super excited today because we have our first international guest uh, who has recently moved to New York. So I'm pretty excited to have him and Tell us all about him. What yeah, we're gonna dive right
0: in because I'm excited to talk to him too, since you know we've had a good time already before we hit the record button and after we hit the record button. So today's guest with a keen eye for innovation and a passion for pushing boundaries, he is a force to be reckoned with in the tech world, armed with a wealth of experience over 27 years in digital strategy and business development, with a razor-sharp mind and boundless curiosity, which I can say is true based off the little time we've spent together. He is at the forefront of the digital revenue revolution paving the way for the future of technology. Please welcome today's guest, the director of digital transformation at Flipside Group, Guillaume biwat menard Guillaume, my friend, how are you? How's it going? Uh, <laughs> I'm
2: good. Thank you very much. Yeah, lovely. Lovely weather in New York uh, at the moment. I'm glad, I'm glad to be on the podcast. As you said, very good to uh, meet you, and I'm looking forward to the conversation.
0: Well, good. Let's dive right in, because I know we did a minute ago. Um, Let's start with our myth-busting question. What sort of myth or bogus strategy or misconception that you'd like to set the record straight, straight on? Could I say that even more awkwardly? <laughs> um, you, all right. What do you got? What do you, what do you, where do you want to start? What do you-
2: um, we had a good conversation around uh, new business, actually, um, particularly around agencies. The Flipside Group is a, a, a full-service digital agency. And um, I personally have worked in agencies, as you said, for good part of since 97. So yeah, 25 years, j- just a little bit to, uh, over 25 years and in leadership positions since uh, the, the late nineties and 99, 2000 and involved in new business, you know, in small big agencies, network agencies, independent a- agencies and so on. And there are a few trends that I've noticed that I think we flip side has managed to quash very well and, and, and deal well. And, uh, Maybe today we can talk a little bit about the lessons I've learned around that. Sure. One of them, one of them. So I think it, it's 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 several levels. You know, it's not just hey, you know, new business and inbound and so on. It's it goes all the way from a bit like when you manage a project in agencies. You know, from the inception all the way to delivery. You know, you can have a great start, kick kickstart of a project, and then a rubbish delivery, and vice versa. Not a very good start and strong delivery, and so on. It's the same with new business. And the first thing that I've noticed is, and I'm not saying nobody does it, but agencies rarely take their own advice. That's not uncommon in industries like lawyers or consultants and innovation specialists, they quite often do the same. And um, what do we advise our clients that for a new business and inbound particularly is to use what people do uh, all the time online, which is search. And generally, you know, we, we advise them to use, of course, earned media and so on. But ultimately, eventually, people end up on a search engine, whether it's on their mobile and or on their computer. And for some reasons, agencies think they're different because we use marriage brokers and so on and so forth. But ultimately... Most people, even CMOs, use Google too. And when they want to change their agencies, they are not going to post something on LinkedIn or and so on and so forth, or engage sometime with a very expensive marriage broker firm. They will probably look on the internet. And therefore, agencies need to use that more. Some agencies do it, or some very, very specialized. Uh, sort of units do that when they have a specific skill. Maybe they maybe they use a particular package or software like Salesforce or whatever. and they, So they really sort of keenly use those keywords, but more often than not, agencies do not do that, which is odd uh, because that's what they advise their clients. And I think there there's uh, that's not the only way to get new business, but certainly for inbound, you know, if you really know well what you do as an agency, you should be able to to use that. So that that's the first the first uh, myth
0: i guess um can i ask you a question about that before you dive in because i know absolutely because it's such an we've not had anybody actually talk about how they market their agency from you know from an inbound perspective you know we've talked about a slew of other things you know are there tips along the way that you've learned you know specifically generating leads from ppc that you're like you know what are your three you know one or two hot tips on how to do that for yourself because it's you know I, I had an old manager many years ago or recently I honestly don't remember but you know cobbler kids shoes was always what they would say and it, it, I'd love to like how do you it's so hard to market yourself in yeah. that perspective
2: uh, it's a very good question because I guess I was going to go into that is it is hard and the reason why it's hard is when you advise a brand or a client, they tend to stand for something, or maybe they have a strap line, or they want, or they have an initiative they want to build, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a product, maybe it's not their whole brand, maybe they're selling something. And the problem, one of the problem is exactly that. Agencies sometimes find it hard to really define very specifically what they do, i.e. what they sell. And that sometimes is a tactic, i.e. well, we can do a bit of everything and maybe we want to embellish, maybe certain uh, parts of what we do and so on. And that's okay. You can still do that as an agency. You can still sell yourself as more of a consultancy, even if you're more production and so on. Maybe you can't do that with PPC. With PPC, what you need to do is very focus very very clearly on the very specific services. And what I would say is PPC is not everything. You know, you're not going to get all your inbound from PPC, but there's certainly a big game to be played there. And. But this is the difficulty you have to navel gaze and really work like you would with your client to you go, well, what is it that we sell? And that we could potentially look for for keywords and what people would search, right? So that may be a part of what you deliver as a service. Maybe you are very good at analytics, or maybe you're very good at a particular technology like uh, Drupal or, or something along those lines, or maybe you're very good at innovation or, uh, you know, labs or, um, you know, design thinking, something like that, right? Uh, Or if you are an agency that provides, uh, you know, uh, uh, employee value propositions and so on, you've got something very specific, that transformational or in a specific sector, maybe, maybe, you know, and if you find that and you're happy to promote that, And believe me, it's not going to jeopardize any of your other skills because people don't think like that. They will buy you for something narrow and not care if you do other things necessarily. And if you're able to do that, then you can do the research, but you need the specialist, maybe the specialist you use to advise your clients. And they will look at the keywords and so on and so forth. They will look at the specificity. They'll look at the volume that's out there and they will tell you, okay, well, if you want to harness these types of leads, you're going to have to pay this kind of money. And the good news is there's good and bad news. The the bad news is not cheap, right? There's loads of people on all these spaces, regardless what services you do, there are a lot of people out there. But with very specific keywords with potentially opportunities about location, about specialisms and, and so on, you should be able to define a budget that's comfortable and that brings you a certain amount of leads, right? Uh, so, the good news is you sh- you don't necessarily have to bid on, you know, if you know your or and your PPC, what well, a specialist will tell you is well, don't bid on agency in London or digital agency in London because everybody will. And the keywords are going to be expensive. It's not p- specific enough and you're unlikely to get very good leads. But you, if you did say bid on, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, AI chatbot agency London or something. And that may be a little bit more narrow. It has a location thing. Some people want to look for local skills, maybe they, they might want to see in person, whatever, whatever that is. This is just an example, it might not be mm-hmm. correct. Um, and that will give you a much more, you know, much more precise way of looking at that, and the budgets you need to invest. And then you need to obviously make sure the machine works. I.e. you know, the the good PPC people don't just bid on keywords and let it go. They review it every day. They see the price goes too much up. Is it worth still bidding on? You need to get to understand what the value of a lead is and how you're going to treat it. Which, which will bring me on the the second part of the of the, the inbound thing. Um, but This part is scary for agencies. And the reason why is they're not used to spend that kind of money on PPC. PPC is not cheap. It can bring, however, great, great leads. And what I do with agencies that, you know, talk about these things is how much are you spending on pitching a year, right? So we pitch as well, right, at Flipside Group, but we pitch maybe less than a traditional agencies. We still do a lot of pitches. Most agencies don't don't use these inbound uh you know principles are gonna use marriage brokers or pitching on for everything and anything. Uh, I was at a large, sorry, a a, a mid sized agency about say, six, seven years ago that had a similar um uh, similar, similar size in terms of uh, the then flip side thing, in terms of revenue. And they were spending the equivalent of billing billing hours something like 1.5 million a year pounds. Okay, pitching, right? So if you look at these figures, you know, and you, you'll see even small agencies will end up spending a lot of money pitching. That doesn't mean you can't pitch anymore, but why not try and use some of that money to do a pilot and try and see whether you can get those leads? Because when you get leads, if you handle them well, but if you get leads through PPC or other means and they direct to that you and people already have a little connection and think they might get the right service and you you know you advise them properly more often than not you end up not pitching right because you can you can build that trust fairly rapidly and that's why companies and that's why agencies advise clients to use it right because more often than not people are happy and they get the right level of service and ppc probably rings also through in terms of brand and they're present there. Google had them on there. They've been vetted. You get a certain level of, uh, you know, of clouds and, and you should be able to convert it.
0: It's an interesting strategy in terms of, you know, comparing that versus, you know, doing the math behind man hours spent preparing and pitching, you know, versus the cost spend on the PPC. We talk a lot with agency owners around you defining your niche, you know, because that's some people... That's like, we've asked many of them because some of them come on the program and are just very, very specific. Here's, here's what we do. And I'm like, well, that would, and as you're talking, I'm like, well, that would be an easy PPC campaign because they know very clearly versus, you know, more creative agencies who are focused on brand, but there's always a way to kind of triage what that may look like and spend the money and compare that and then do it for X period of time and see if it actually did work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sure. but all right. I interrupted you in terms of your. No, that's fine. That's fine. I- you know, because I know uh, there was more to this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, and again, just just to be clear
2: there. So you can, like anything and like the clients, they, we can approach. And we know how to do this because we're agencies. That's what we do. So yeah. you, they can easily run a pilot, try it out and see if it works. If it doesn't, doesn't. But my belief is that there's probably, probably a lot more to be done in that space. And they've got the skills. They don't have to hire anyone
0: there there. yeah well it's having the capital (laughs) being able to invest in it you know it's carving out a piece of whatever budget that you have internally what your finances look like to be able to support that kind of test to see if it makes sense and not investing enough in ppc can also be a hindrance because it may be a failure even though if it wasn't you know there's a lot to balance
2: yes your comment there is very pithy because you need to make sure with your ppc especially that you spend the right amount of budget to make it effective Mm -hmm. if you spend too low despite the advice, you may end up with a damn squid, which obviously defies the point. Uh, But that also means you don't have to do one campaign about your agency to go, we sell this. You can have, like we do, several campaigns running on several different things and services. So you can try on one or two or three or or multiple services that you sell. So you don't, you know, the, again, the emotion about oh, who we are, what we do. Well, you, you could just try and sell PPC for a very specific skill that you like to maybe, maybe that is less in demand. Or maybe you have people that are on seats in your agency that maybe not as busy as they should. Or maybe then, then that's a great way to, to look at it, for instance. Or maybe you want to develop a particular area you know, strategically and so on. And 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 then you can, you can push that. Uh, I, you can push I, that with the-, with the I have
1: a tactical question um, on PPC mm-hmm. because that is something that we have been trying for the last few months, um, actually sure. almost a year now. Um, what, so when you think about PPC, especially in B2B space, you are trying mm-hmm. to acquire customer, other business owner. Uh, for the service which which is high ticket item it's not like you know very transactional right so when you think about ppc do you what what is the goal from an agency's perspective you're trying to have somebody like do you run the ppc on lead magnets or do you run the ads on having somebody can't fill out the contact form Specifically to hire sure. you yeah. because hire you, mm-hmm. hiring you, mm-hmm. hiring you takes time. Like, so there's a nurturing process in place, right? So I wonder what strategy you has worked for you. Um, yeah. Where do you start the PPC yeah. campaign? How long do you continue that specific niche that sure. you're trying to, you know, uh, promote? Yeah,
2: that's a very good question. I mean, again, I think as agencies we don't use our power enough, and more often than not, digital agencies. What they do is they they solve problems, right? We talk always about UX, right? UX, CX, UX, UX. What is that? Well, it's looking at a problem from the user, user's perspective, right? Not looking from what we can sell them, but say, hey, you've got this issue. As we know, customers and users don't really care about brands, right? They they have a problem, they have an issue, they have something to solve. There's jobs to be done. Who's going to help me? So the way we look at it is to go. You have to take the ego out of the agency, right? Let's talk about, for argument's sake, let's talk about p- specific skill. I don't know, WordPress, Drupal or something. Let, let's, take, let's take WordPress, for instance. No, let's take Drupal, for instance, right? So we look at, okay, well, what, why would somebody change agencies or find a new agency, right? And we look at the specific problems people are having. So it may be, I want to change my partner because maybe they're not good anymore, or maybe they're not giving me the attention I have, or Something, or we could be. Well, we we need to upgrade Drupal because it's a big upgrade at the moment. There's a big cycle, and it's tricky, and we don't know what to do, and we don't have enough money, or whatever that is, right? So, what we try to do is, whilst we use the particular keyword, uh, we also try to use you know different types of adverts that will be around those problems. You know, people will look. You know, agency London Drupal or Drupal upgrade agency, whatever. They're not looking for Drupal or an agency looking for a problem to be solved. Right. So we look at those uh, what you would call long tail keywords. Right? So that's the first strategy. The second strategy is when they land on our on our pages is to go very specifically, not just generically, we're good at Drupal. Say, no, we do these things so we can help you with the migration. we are help you with the problem. We can help you with the whatever being more performing and here's some example projects right contact them so we're not saying we're good hire us we're saying we can solve these problems do you have these problems then we're here for you if you don't have these problems then you go somewhere else but that's that's how we look at it so we actually again look at it from a real agency lens which is what are the problems to be solved by for those users and again I think agencies there they it's an opportunity that's missed because they have those skills that's what they do every day. Right, so they should not uh, certainly uh, do a generic advert. It needs to be about solving a problem. So you need to look into that problem. What is it? So it could be topical. It can be also timely, and you know, all be soft, software. So this is a very specific to software, of course. But say for a platform, there's always upgrade cycles, uh, issues. We notice them because people come to us for these. You can have you can advertise on them. If it is more about something new. Then we, I don't know, say uh, AI chatbots, say, say, the the sort of current zeitgeist. Um, it's not about, let me, you know, we do AI chatbots. It's more, you know, do you need to to be better with your customer service and enhance, AI? you know, so again, you look for a specific thing, or maybe is your chatbot not performing enough, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So rather than look at the technology, everybody's going to bid on that, we're saying, we can help you with these specific things which are true because that's what we do with our clients. So you take just real life examples and you get them to those pages, but when they land on those pages again, or when they call us, right? So I can get to that in a second is it needs to be very specific again. It can't just be landing on the agency homepage. That will not work. And then further down, going to contact us, right? Because remember these um, also these, these, these leads, they're not cheap. They'll cost you, some of them will cost you tens of pounds, some hundreds, hundreds of pounds to come to your page. So you've got to you've got to work that make that work very hard indeed.
1: So I have a follow up on that because mm-hmm. um, you made a very very good point about how you create a landing page. What is that you are pitching when you are running a paid campaign? You are not selling the service, while you are actually addressing the problem of that Correct. customer and you know, pointing out their pain points. So talking about pain points, how do you, like, are there any tools, any tactics that you use to understand those pain points? Or, I mean, how do you, the, the agency of your size, like, or even smaller agencies, they work with so many different types of customers. Some mm-hmm. are very niche down. So sure, they work with only nonprofits. So they know what nonprofits problems are but for a general list agency who work with variety of customers how do you find out what problems they are having other than i mean some of the tools that we have used for example is doing client interviews i wonder mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you have any such tools and mechanism that you
0: you know go with mm-hmm. help yeah. you generate the content or going I mean, back and looking at your client roster and being like, "Why are these guys all buy and rank?" Yeah, you know. I mean,
1: so so good
2: question because not everybody will be in our position. Now, we, we're lucky; we have actually quite a lot of clients. Okay, and so the the people designing uh, these keywords and the pages and so on, they are people that have got visibility. First of all, a, a lot of different. We have very different type of clients, different type of industries, and so on. So we're lucky in that space, to be fair. And we look at the you know, I would say the recurring issues, you know, but let's face it, they're fairly common, okay? You know, if you've worked in an long enough, you know roughly what's going on and yes, the technology changes and so on, but ultimately it's still about people and about solving problems and so on. But indeed, first of all, naval gaze, as you said, look into the clients, what problems they have, and you could do, as you said, the interviews, you can work it out. But also, you know, you can do really PPC research and keyword research. You know, people search on the internet and that's what those tools like Google give you data on that as well. So if you put a few keywords, they'll show you the kind of things people search for and that may give you a little bit of insight on the type of problems they're having. And And to be fair to you, you know, what you said is, people have got very different types of problems, or at least they are similar, but they are at different levels. Some people are just starting, they're really starting on their journey and really know what, don't know what to start and what to do. And some people are a bit more advanced and are having a very specific problem or they know what's good and they need to change because change supply or or change, you know, or have some a different type of service because they know they're not getting what, what they need. And so, yeah, navel gazing for sure. And then what I would say, though, is when you do that, you know it's, it becomes a habit right so we we re- now we regularly when if we do something new we had a really great case study Sometimes we go hey let's put another ppc page for this or you know so we every few months there's another page going up and you know what sometimes we close campaigns down you know we, there was some i won't name the technology but there's some piece of technology that I heavily it on that we realize well it's not worth it those, those leads are too expensive for the kind mm-hmm. of you know, conversion we may get. So we we turn them on and off. And we just keep on doing that as we go. You manage so, it like you would
0: for a client. Right? Like you would
2: for your client. It's exactly yeah. that. So the person dealing with our campaign, the person that does our client's campaign. They just they just manage it like if we were a client. This is exactly the same thing.
0: Well let me ask you a question about that. And you know it actually I want to pivot a little bit into how you guys are structured. So you open that one up quite nicely for a transition. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, it's like we planned it. Um, cause you guys are operating. One of the interesting things about, again, about doing this podcast and chatting with so many, I think we're at like 35, 40, 50 people we've chatted with at this point, every agency is a little bit different in terms of how they're structured and organized. And you guys are also in that boat of being a little bit different in terms of how you're structured and organized. Can you walk us through a little bit? Um, you know, everybody does client work in your world, regardless of level. I mean, you guys are flat ish, uh, Would you say, you know, describe how that works for you and what that looks like?
2: Sure. Yes. So, I mean, to be fair to other agencies, we're not the only ones, you know, they they are, small agencies are very autonomous and flat, you know, when you do, when you start one or when you're you're small and so on.
0: Everybody's built the way that works for them, you know, so it's a judgment, it's just, they're all different, which is part of of these chats.
2: (laughs) But I've worked in a lot of agencies over the years big small small from you know three people um uh, to you know to hundreds you know and and uh, sort of global networks and so on um and but traditionally, so not all of them, but traditionally, bigger agencies particularly tend to be fairly hierarchical. They may be organized by client, they may be organized and so on, but they are fairly hierarchical. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It scales quite well. And you've got the same principles everywhere. But it means that you're heavier, you're a bit more expensive, but also you're heavier and not as nimble. But also, I would argue clients don't necessarily get to speak to someone you know knowledgeable about, about a specific subject early on. And that's a problem for creating trust. So the way we set up is it's fairly simple. We've got, it's, as you said, fairly stra- flat structure. We have senior and junior people and they work together in teams. But typically what happens is if we don't have a specific new business team. So in a lot of bigger agencies, you have a, a team that's there to bring in the leads or help with that and so on. And they're very knowledgeable about what you do, but they're not specialists. They, they're not advisors. They're not consultants. And they don't work on the work. Well, it's difficult to advise when you're not working on the work. So they bring in the leads and they maybe maybe even the business team wins a pitch, and generally, more often than not, they don't work on it. They just win it, right? So the way we work is a little bit different. We when we put a team together for a for a pitch, which is generally smaller than for larger agencies, because we get fairly senior people that know who we know will be adequate for that particular lead, whether it's a technology lead or whether it's a consultancy lead or whatever. And the, the people doing, you know, the the, the response or, or answering the phone or the, responding to emails or doing the pitch are the people that will deliver the work, right? So it gives also nice sort of, um, uh, you know – to be fair to some agencies and large pitches, they also bring people that may work in the account, but then more often than don't pitch the work. They don't actually show even their credentials or their, their thinking. What we do is the other way around. We say, well, we, we're the team, we're not specialists in your business, and we this is what we would do. This these are my clients, this is how I work, right? And uh typically that you know that gives you a sort of great uh, in inroads with uh, with the client. And this goes also to the point of the back to example of the PPC and the landing pages. What's extremely important is when you get those leads, so we get leads via email or contact form, or via phone, right? What's really important is the first contact they get is knowledgeable about what they're asking, not let me organize a meeting or, oh, I will, yes, or the head of is not available because that's pretty much what's gonna happen. So we answer the phone. So the senior people in the business, if they're in the office, there is a phone and people pick it up. And it's not the assistant. It's not, first of all, we don't have assistants. We, we, it's flat. So we all do we all do work on client work. Everybody does, even IMD, even maybe maybe not the finance team. That's that's about maybe the only team that doesn't do client work in terms of consulting. And everybody can pick up the phone. And depending on what the query is, we try either to answer it there or not, give them people advice, our client advice, because we don't know. They may not have budget, They may, but we just dish out advice, counsel straight away. It could be a startup, it could be an agency. We don't mind. We don't keep our knowledge in a box and try to create a big presentation and a big sort of, you know, reveal. That doesn't help people, right? What they want is actually an answer. Can you help me? Yes, we can help you and so on. Also, it helps weed, that, weed out very quickly whether they have a thousand pounds or a hundred thousand pounds or whether they... Are completely delusional, which does happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Although the, these tend to be the funniest conversations, but um, and th- that's what probably another podcast. Can you build what, six websites podcast.
0: for a hundred dollars? Well,
2: um, well <laughs> I've had some I'm joking. Many, also, more interesting, more interesting calls like um, I've just invented, reinvented a piece of software that you can build for me. We'll all be millionaires, and it's a bit like Salesforce, but it's different. Okay, mm-hmm. so what do you want to build? Well, Salesforce, really.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you get that's a or can I have a,
2: yeah, or can I have the uh, can I can I build can you build Uber for me, but just for X, you know, the Uber for this. So it's quite interesting. But but ultimately, so that gives you a really quick inroads. And what we do is with out advice, uh, we have even helped people in desperate for advice because they've been let down by an agency and so on mm-hmm. that we didn't even end up working with. But we, you know, the point is this will come back to you at some point, right? So mm-hmm. we do that. And also, we give budget straight away. People will ask for budget with almost zero information. Well, rather than trying to find out and getting all sorts of questions and rounds of emails, we just say we think you know for what you're asking is probably this much, or or we'll say it costs as much as a car, and they'll ask us, well, what car? What, what car do you want? And and we'll keep going, you know, and. and and if people say we don't know what the budget is, said, well, but it's about fifty, and they say, well, that's very expensive. Okay, well, you do have a budget then. <laughs> you know, tell us what you've got; we'll tell you what you can have. And then that generally uh, brings a lot of trust into the relationship because we're ready to just, you know, advise straight away. And uh, as I said, that means it speeds things up, and uh, you know, generally weeds out, you know. Uh, uh, you know, useless uh, sort of leads, but also it tends to qualify very quickly. If people are interested, mm. and it tends to to build a little bit of trust. Sometimes we also have to pitch, but more often than not, we tend to just do a proposal and see uh, see where that goes. You know, so it's a very it's a very effective way of doing it. But as I said, it has to be the right people very quickly because people are, are looking for a problem to be solved. Right, if you solve it or you partially solve it straight away. Already gives them a sense of they've got the urgency. They're here to help. And we pride ourselves in any work we do, not just in business, to answer very quickly. The biggest frustration I've heard from clients that move on when I say, Why are you leaving your agency? More often than not, is not that they don't like them, is that suddenly they've become when they went down the pecking order, whatever that is, and they're not getting an answer. And I've had clients that told me sometimes they're not getting an answer to an email for two weeks or things like that. And they find and they cannot, they're like, I want to spend my money and you're not calling me back. It's insane. Oof. That is very common. You wouldn't, you know, particularly for smaller oh, yeah. clients. You know, so we, you know, which is absolutely bonkers if you think about it. Sometimes clients are lost because of that, right? Or maybe maybe the supply is not set up for it or whatever that is, or but not anymore, right? Put
0: an out of office message and set expectations. Hey, I'm out for a week or two yeah. at an event. You know, I'll respond when I return. <laughs> like you'd be surprised, yeah. at you know, levels of exact communication. Exact it's uh it's it now this you guys do paid discovery it's an interesting there's a lot of people who are into it there's a lot of people who aren't there's people who you know it's part of the pitching up you know process what's your you know solving solving some of these things on the phone quickly makes a lot of sense but there's also this level of like well my gut says based on what you're telling me it'll cost you ten dollars but we don't really know until we get in and see what we're working with on the back end so there may be a cost adjustment there how do you deal Mm. with that you know, yes, or the research
2: question. piece of it. So, yeah, it's a very good question. I mean, what we tend to do is we always try to give an idea of costs with assumptions, right? So we we are very clear on, look, if you know everything that you need to solve and so on, it can cost you, uh, you know, this amount. But of course, we do a lot of pain discovery as well. Some, so you've got two types of clients, of course, those who know they need a discovery, actually. So that's that's the easy part. And those who don't. Now, what we do there is we suggest that they may want to, to know. But what you can do is you can still say, look, the discovery is definitely fixed. It will be about that much, 10, 10, 15, 20, and so on. And uh, the rest of the project will have to be uh you know based on that, but typically it should still be about that shape, right? So sometimes we give a range for the you know, say discovery would be 20. A range after that would be know, 80 to 100, or whatever that mm. is. Uh, or, 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 or or sometimes what we setting.
0: do.
2: Yeah. And sometimes what we do is we give them ranges that are very wide. Right. So I'll give you an example. Recently I gave a an estimate for a series of intranets to be done. They they gave me some information. We I give them a, a range between half a million and a It's a massive range. Yeah. But I said you you want to reduce that range? I need to know more, right? And they're happy because at least they know roughly where that is. Is there a big yeah. budget in to get on? Six digits versus five They business. still knew. Yeah, I get it. You said like, at the lower, it won't be lower than that. No way. But it could go as high as that. That's that's still acceptable. They know that it's not two hundred, right? Yeah, that's it's, right it's, So you you know you can still give them an, an idea. Always, you can always give them an idea.
1: And that it's, that really helps. Um, we do that a lot as well, and it is very important. To, to do it because it can help you weed out the customers and save your time to focus on customers that you do want to work with. Sometimes we, so we give them a range based on what they've given us or whatever, but also the number that we give them is also based on what is the minimum that we want to take the project on. Sometimes we don't want to go below $50,000 or $100,000 we always start with, all right, you know, it sounds like it will be that much, it will be more or less, but at least we know at that point that this prospect may may not be a good fit for us. So it, it's a great strategy to, yeah. to, to, to do that.
2: Absolutely. Way. Because, you know, you don't want to waste their time, but you don't want to waste your time either, you know, particularly yeah. if it's a large project that requires a lot of work to prepare, you know, a lot of work to respond to, and you could be doing other things, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, so all of this, if you, so you need to really do this, the funnel, it's like the funnel, you know, whatever they call the sales funnel, every stage of it needs to be really carefully planned. You know, the PPC, the pages, the, who answers, how do we answer, but also what's the expectation internally on the, how to do that. So the way we do it because of the flat structure, as you mentioned is nobody will supervise. If you are put on the lead it's your lead. You may lose it, you may win it, but nobody's gonna supervise, nobody's gonna check, no creative director to look at your deck, it's yours. Now, if you lose every one of your pitches or leads, the questions will be asked, but if you're winning, it's fine. And all, if you're within the, the range of wins and loss and so on, and this is the, the point I want to get to, particularly around agencies. We can get very emotional in agencies about new business opportunities, right? We like big names, even the budgets are low, we will spend enormous amounts of time for small projects thinking, yeah, we'll grow this account. Even if have, we have no clue that's the case because the big brand and so on and so forth. And as we know, in the marketing space, particularly, generally big brands are not always the one that, that pay the most, right? B2B tends to be actually much, uh, you know, much more lucrative. And the problem with agencies is if they don't have the volume, the vo- what the volume of lead allows you to do is to be less emotional. There's so many leads coming in. If I lose one, I move to the next. Do I want to know why I lost it? Of course. And I, I'm going to get some feedback. And as we know, sometimes we get feedback, sometimes we don't, even if we are very nicely. So you cannot be emotional in these things and you need the volume to allow yourself to stress less about these things, be more honest about them. Because I've been in situations where we were the best Agency. The feedback was excellent. I even had once where a client told me it's the best pitch they'd ever seen ever been taken part of. Still didn't get it. Why? Because because you know um, the CEO's on call is the other agency, or they don't want to rock the boat because the incumbent also runs the IT systems, or whatever that is. There's always a potential reason why you didn't get it, even if you deserved it. Like a football game, you deserve to win it. Things happen. So. Volume allows you to go, wow, there's another 10. I just need to keep going. And that means there's less navel gazing about, you know, why was that slide 13 a problem or, or whatever that is? Because actually, in most pitch decks, there's only three slides that matter. The rest is just your case studies on how good you are and who you work with and look at how pretty we are in our pictures. The meat, generally, you know, those pictures, is maybe the work or the thinking you've done just about their problem or the specific slide that matters to their problem. That's what will win you the pitch, not not your case study. I mean, mm-hmm. case studies are just like a box ticking, the and they're happy and they see big big names. Mm-hmm. They they're as scared as you to give you the business because they want you to be the right partner, right?
1: Do so volume helps team?
2: you helps you with that.
1: Do you personalize those three slides for each prospect that you Always do
2: always. The key there is this if you send the same deck to everybody. It will work, but it's, you know, you've got a hammer, you're looking for nails, you know, what what we need to do here is, and you don't have to customize many slides, right? But when we say, hey, you need to be better UX, we do a very quick UX analysis of the website or something, we said, look, we use lots of assumptions, but we might say, okay, well, you're looking for customers, these things, look at this customer journey, you, you're lacking opportunity here or there and there, we would look at or brand wise i don't know maybe we do an example you don't have to do too much work yeah but we always always put in a pitch something about them whether it's a des- design is always good that's if you're pitching of course but if you are even responding to something you don't know too much you know what we do is we take generic slides that we have and then we personalize them you know like one about a conversion or if they're looking at for that if they are you know they, they're not converting enough leads if it's about satis- customer satisfaction or better U- ux we look at their site and we say well here's the things we might do for you or whatever
0: yeah so for sure free ideas couple of, yeah three ideas free that ideas. are not but you need Pocket to give science.
2: them you know I, my um one of my bosses said look you need to show a bit of leg you need to show that's the kind of, oh, of, kind leg. of leg. I like. I give know, them a cake
0: pop like, instead of the whole yeah you, you need cake. Yeah,
2: for sure if you <laughs> feel you've been sent the same deck that the last thousand people you've spoken to it's like, well, that's fine. I'm, I may still be interested, but ultimately what I'm looking for is somebody who has actually thought a little bit about what I just told you.
0: Especially if the deck works.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, remember, you know, as I said earlier, they have a problem. They're not coming to you because they like you. They have a problem. That problem mm-hmm. could be a good problem. I want to have more customers or launching something new or whatever that is. But if they search for you particularly, if they really use Google generally, because they have a problem to solve. So you need to show you can solve that problem rapidly and not just send them your bulk standard deck, you know?
1: So uh, one one last question I have before we can start closing um, is, and this is something we have been talking a lot with other owners, which is why it is coming back to me every time when we talk. How do you, you said you have, all the leaders like you, your partners, I mean, all the senior leadership are the one who is picking up the phone, talking to the clients. You still have, I'm assuming you still have sales and account management team. I mean, it's probably just not you uh, alone. Um, How's your incentive structures look like? Or maybe it is just you. I mean, I'm trying to um, get some tidbits on how you keep sales and accounting account management team
2: incentivized, motivated when they work on this client side. Yeah, a good question. So 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 when I say we pick up the I mean everybody picks up the phone. Everybody's confident enough to at least feel the call. And the reason why we do it because more often than not, in agencies, what we you'll find is people are whatever the term is pie shaped or T-shaped or whatever. They they have one core skill journey and, and others they can talk about. So I can at a high level talk about all sorts of things, whether it's UX and so on. I'm not an expert in some of these subjects, but I'm pretty knowledgeable. So and if that person is extremely knowledgeable and, and that client, I can say, well, hang on, I have the right person for you to speak to they right here and I'm going to pass you over or whatever. But more often than you not, know, nine times out of ten or more than that, we all of us can 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 deal with that. But we're not, as I said, but let, let me repeat this: we're not a sales, we are a sales team, but we're not new business. We don't, we don't just then pass on to people. We may work with other you know some of our colleagues on the on the accounts but what we do is we try and to you know uh, teach them to do the same things that we do so when they work with us they may pick up a call they will answer a, a pitch or maybe they lead a pitch and we help them with with those things so that I'll deal with incentivization in in a second but the idea is the incentivization for people in our team is to learn from us and to get better and to you know we it's a very autonomous structure so, You may be a fairly junior member of staff, but but you might lead a client account. You don't need to necessarily be promoted to do that as long as you're doing with the right people and you're confident and say, I've worked with some more junior or maybe less experienced member member of staff, invited them to pitch with me on a particular client when we want it. I very rapidly got them to run it with me and then on their own and so on. Now, in terms of incentivization uh, i mean i'm not, not liberty to talk exactly on how we do it but ultimately we are all responsible you know it's very open in in our company we know what the figures are uh maybe not salaries and so on but we know what our target is are we as a business trying to you know to get towards a, a goal and the incentivization will be based around are we hitting those targets? Are we all together? So it's not a you know there's no competition per se for people it's more as a company are we hitting those targets if we do then everybody gets rewarded so that's the sort of uh that's the sort of civilization so at different levels it may be that I'm going to the next job and I'm I want to because some people might go towards more the consultancy side or more the sales and client management side then obviously incentivization is different some is promotion and salary and some might be different types of incentivization around the agency but we keep it You know, it's all about learning and hitting, you know, the the targets, but it's not a traditional sales target. You know, you don't target, you get, you get, you get reprimanded, it's more, it's an aspiration, right? And everybody sees every, everybody's, you know, uh, uh, sort of leads and so on. So there's a huge transparency, which means if there is competition, it's more peer pressure than boss pressure. Right. So it's more, hey, we're doing well. And if you're not doing so well, maybe it's because you're changing department and so on, or maybe it's because you know you need some help. And uh, we use it as a as a I guess uh, a trigger for help and for support rather than a real sales culture of oh, I haven't hit my target, I'm getting sacked. Or oh, I'm hitting a target and I'm getting a bonus. So it's more about how can we help everybody do well and get the company to do well because if the company does well, we're all doing well.
0: This has been a very enlightening chat today. Thank you so much for joining us. You're I have right. one last question. Ready? Sure. <laughs> um, what's exciting you about the future? Could be about anything. Uh, well, I, I mean. I Outside of so... your beautiful white in New York City. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course.
2: Um... I mean, I'm a geek, so you know anything AI just just blows my mind, um, and I'm a very positive person, so I, I really do believe. Uh, of course, there will be nefarious an actors and so on, but I, I believe AI it will help humanity, and I'm absolutely passionate and uh, very excited about what's uh, what's up and coming, and for ages as well, because it's really good fun. We're starting already to do some AI projects, and it's done in the right way and in the right sort of um, constraints can be extremely useful, very powerful and uh, totally uh totally safe
0: you use your ai power for good rather than evil that's how you're approaching it Correct. so we need like ai superhero t-shirts or something that's so, what we need but well thank you so much for joining us today we appreciate it you know where folks can find you is slipsidegroup.com and the linkedin Correct. and the instagram and all places so um that's it so thank
2: you very it. much for having thank me you. it's been a pleasure so,
0: Yes, it was great. Um, if you learned something today or laughed, please tell, tell someone about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Find our other episodes on com. Plus we're listed anywhere you find your favorite podcast.